Yes, yes. Hello. Welcome back. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game. There she is. I want to introduce to you our, our guest. She, she popped off, but I think she's right back on. Uh, she's an actor and a former classmate of mine over at Spelman College, the Spelman College Drama Department. I hope she's hooked up. There she is. It's hey. Robin Dion. Hey, how are, how is everybody? Yes, yes. So one thing I like to do since pretty much every guest I have is someone who somehow already knows me. <laughs> how do we know each other? What what classes do we have and and weren't we gonna play or something together? Were we gonna play? I was, you know, I was thinking about that. We I mean we went to Spelman and Morehouse together. We were in the theater department. Were you in Color Museum? Yeah, oh, you know, I, I, kept it, I thought it was a different time, but yes, I was in Colored Museum. I was yeah. like one of, yeah, pretty small role in that. So yes, we were in that. And then yeah. I think the semester before were, were like the, the the small theaters, the small stage theater ones where I worked with Erica, now Tazel uh, on The Good Fight, uh, aka yeah. Erica, was she Carter? Yeah, I think she was Erica Carter back then. She no, no, that's, that's trailer. Yeah. Erica Trailer, that's Erica right. Tazzle now. Yeah. Oh, Tazzle. See, I've been Tazzle. saying it wrong. That was, okay. yeah. <laughs> yes. We had much love to her on The Good Fight, Killing It, yeah. coming back for season two. I and have she, not started watching it yet. It is on my Hulu to watch. Yeah, you, you should. It's, it's good stuff. I really enjoy it. Okay. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think we had, like, like you know, a couple class or whatever together. Did we have one with the professor? Something like the, was that, I mean, the... What was the one? I think there, there was one about stereotypes where I first learned what a Medea was. And I was like, oh my God, Jezebel and all the, the stereotypes of black women. I was like, oh my God, shit, y'all well, up with That's crazy. what made the Color Museum such a funny play to do because I played Mama on the Couch, which is totally mm. where Medea came from. So, mm. yeah, anything with, with Professor or uh, um, Dr. Jackson, I'm sure Dr. we were Yeah. Yes, that was my guy. He he was my advisor. Doing well, I think, still up there in Cincinnati. Okay, tonight's drinking game will be okay. the word heroic because heroism is the theme of our pod, and it definitely comes in all genders. So my favorite part of of the pod is what I'm watching. Whoa, That's right. Watch out. What am I watching? Well, first thing, you know, is the subject of your shirt. Would you like to pan down for the people? Yeah. Show what you're wearing. I am a Wonder Woman for real. That's right. Throw it up for the dub, 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 dub. That's right. Wonder Woman. I actually saw it twice this weekend. We covered it a little bit in episode 36.1, the weekend preview pod with Jay Devlin, and I did say I enjoyed it. I saw it a second time, and I really did. I really do enjoy it. I, I, I still feel, and and I got some pushback uh, about this from my with with my date the other night that you know you know I had some pushback about the love story. I felt it was kind of forced. It, you know, they felt like they could have done without it. It would have been kind of cool to see them have like a platonic love. But she explained that well, if love's the only thing that can save the world. She has to learn that, and she has to actually fall in love. I get it, I get it. But I just feel like it's, the, the actual execution of it felt a little bit tacked on. Yeah, I don't think the movie really needed. It. I thought the movie was awesome. Otherwise, great battle sequences. Great. I mean, and her character. I mean, the way she played Wonder Woman too is just like naive but yeah. very resolute. You know, warrior. I mean, she's, I mean, she's fierce and and you know, it's just like, oh, wait outside. Now nah, she's gonna walk right in. Yeah. 
Okay, so I have I love- one thing to say about the, the, the relationship, right? Okay, please, eliminate me. I find that she was more intrigued, just in general, about men yep. than being necessarily in love with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like it was something she had to do. Like, that was part of her, her training. Being away. Yeah, it was part of her, you know, going away from the women and understanding, you know, what men really entail so i felt like she had to like do you really want wonder woman to be a virgin like once she <laughs> i mean seriously like that, really... that, that's... <laughs> well you know well you know i don't say anything but yes there are there are older virgins in the world and sadly i've met at least one so yes um but no but i i get you're absolutely right i get it it just I mean, because they had such a great rapport, like almost like a like a, a Girl Friday type rapport, where it's just kind of like nice. was like like witty banter per se, but more like I mean, she would say something kind of naive and unknowing, and he'd make a kind of you know uh, you know pseudo uh, smart alky comment that was kind of understanding. It just felt really nice their relationship yeah, without the yeah. sex. That's all I'm saying. It felt nice, you know. I don't know, um, but you know, old when Harry met Sally, men and women can't be friends. So what are we talking about, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> Teasing, teasing. So yes, and and uh, actually, I was just listening to a podcast uh, when you were uh, uh, signing on for to do this pod to do this podcast, and they were discussing Wonder Woman and everything, and they're beginning to touch on what I like to think of as like an important piece of social capital that you know all of us have been starving for, not only as as you know comic book fans, and I mean I'm a marginal. DC comic book fan. I mean, you know, DC comics are, are fine, but you know, the execution in the movie has been pretty terrible. And so we were starving for like a really good DC comic uh, book adaptation. And you know why this one was good? I'll give you three guesses, but it'll only take you two. Why this one was so good? Yes. It was, a, it was directed by a female. Had that doesn't movie. hurt. That's one. That's and, one. And the other one, can you guess? Well, I mean, come on. This was this this was long time coming. This was this is a hero who's been pushed off the shelves, kind of, you know, tucked away for years. So it was about time. But that may not be your number two, but I definitely think it was because it was directed by a female. Well, no, and, and actually, I mean, that, that's a good point. I actually kind of had that written down. So let's say there's three, and I'll take you three. The third one is is that Zack Snyder, you know, and, and you know, apologies for the passing of his child and everything, and I get it, but purely artistically, he kind of sucks. I mean, he makes pretty pictures, but as a director, he kind of sucks. And he had nothing to do with this except for executive producer because somebody's got to be the godfather of these superhero universe over at Warner Brothers. Yeah. And for yeah. some reason, they picked him. But yeah, so yeah, he had very little to do with this. It shows. <laughs> it's great. I agree. Know, great film, I good script. I mean, and yeah, and there were, I mean, I just love that, that, that battle scene on the beach with, the, you know, the women swinging in on those... <laughs> Ropes firing three arrows at once. I am going to learn how to do that um, backspin off the horse to pick up anything. Shield! They leap off shields and stuff. And, and, and you know, just a few days earlier, I was watching Claire Underwood just, you know, savage people in the White House. And now I see her savage them on the field. It's amazing. Yeah, what I thought that was a great role for her. Um, I was really disappointed that I may not see her again, but who knows. Right. Um, but 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 really good role for her. I was just super excited. The the whole first part of just all these different women was just killer to me. Just great. It's badass. So so did you see it largely in a predominantly female group or did were you or or did you go to like one of those all women screenings or did you or it was the mixed crowd? 
it was a mixed crowd. We did the Thursday night, um, like 10 o'clock showing, so before midnight of, of the opening. Um, I was the only person running around in this shirt and my crazy Wonder Woman socks that I may show you later. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, and, and, and like two or three people with T-shirts on. So I expected way more since I live in L.A. Right. And then you like to dress up. <laughs> but I also live in Pasadena, part of L.A., so it's a little different. I think people did yeah, dress man. up in Hollywood. Um, but, yeah, it, it wasn't the noise fanfare that I was looking for. Right. I was probably the only person clapping when she actually did the reveal. And, you know, I thought I did laugh aloud, loud uh, at the jokes because I thought they were funny. But, um, yeah, I, I had a pretty muted audience. Well, that's probably because it was one Pastino, good friend of mine and friend of the pod, Lawton Gray. Uh, he was on about a month ago. Um, uh, I've been to Pastina, and, yes, yeah, so probably a little more muted crowd, but two. Men, we're animals. So if it's a show, so if this is like Star Wars, some you know other shit that that we flock to on Moss. I mean, we would probably have been whooping and hollering and craziness, whatever. But you know, yeah, Thursday night, Pasadena people have to go to work tomorrow. You know, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So and, and you know, and, and of course, I spent ad nauseum on Friday talking about how Gal Gadot or is it Gadot? I, I hear different. I, I believe it's Gadot. If, they, if it's good dot, I don't like it. But I don't like it either. It was good dot. I've been hearing good dot out there, like on TV. And stuff, I heard somebody else say it, but I thought they were being funny. So I gotta check that. I don't, I know, I don't yeah, mess too. the woman's name up because I gotta say, from Fast and the Furious to Wonder Woman. Hollywood yeah. is an amazing place. Isn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, and, and you know, and I, I I love Gal Gadot, though, whatever. Um, and as as per the rundown, she is genetic perfection. Watch out, Sanaa. Sanaa is still, you know, I mean, you know, no disrespect, Sanaa. Banged it out and shots fired. You've had my heart for 20 years. You know, my heart beats on, but watch out in your rear view. Gal Gadot is coming for you. Yeah, okay. what should I do? Sorry. Beautiful yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah, new boo. Uh, so what else I'm watching? Oh, so you know, I had here Orphan Black, but it turns out that was just like a four-minute tease, so I deleted it. So Orphan Black is coming, though. It's coming next weekend. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Okay, Love that's Orphan another Black. one I have on my list to, to watch. I just okay, yeah, the cord, so I um, am officially not connected to any – Cable, direct TV. Ooh, ooh. Well, let's let's do it. So on this podcast, I'm not sure if you heard any podcast before, but we like to indulge in what we call cultural cul-de-sacs. So okay. this is gonna be a quick cultural cul-de-sac into the life of a cord cutter. So first of all, how did it feel when you cut the cord? Besides lighter in your wallet. It was scary because for the first two weeks we didn't we couldn't watch the news. <laughs> like, we had to figure out how to how to get local news. So we were watching Atlanta news because they had the best app on the Samsung TV <laughs> that we had. So do you really watch local news though? That's that's pretty interesting. I get most of my oh, news on. I'm a big, I'm a big CNN person, right? I like because oh, okay. it's kind of everything, and I do like to know how many people got shot and you know how many accidents and which <laughs> freeway to avoid. Because there you go, very important in LA. So yeah, so for two weeks we were like, oh, that happened. Oh, I didn't had no clue. But now that I feel, I realize that there's several outlets. I mean, I, I'm, I'm binge watching like crazy. So that mm. part is is really cool. So thank goodness for Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime. Okay. I'm good. We still have to get the box to get local channels, but I just plug my iPad up when I want to watch local news. 
I'm so good. have you have you ever thought about getting like what they what they're calling like skinny bundles, like internet only, you know, considerably cheaper uh, offerings from the cable companies? Like for example, AT and T, which bought Directv, has offered a skinny bundle for I don't know, I think it's like thirty to forty bucks or whatever, where you get I think forty to fifty channels, including like your local stations. They should have offered that before I cut. Mm. That yes. you know, I I was with Directv for almost like ten years, then we switched to AT and T Universe. And then they try to get us to switch back. I said, you know what, two hundred dollars a month. Oh yeah, that it's, sounds like my life. <laughs> yeah, and we were gonna try to do this without the internet, like without paying for internet, just use a hot yeah. So once we burned up our our cell phone, I do feel better knowing that I'm not paying that out. And maybe in six months, after you know, a couple of them approach me, and and it's truly twenty dollars or thirty dollars a month for two years, not one. Then I'll then I'll reconsider. You're on notice, DirecTV, damn it. Get your shit under control. All right. Real. So, real. so <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, straight up. I mean, I'm, yeah, I've got one of those crazy bills. I, I won't say I won't quit DirecTV. I mean, we're getting close. I mean, these bills are getting out of control, but I am, I am a whore for live sports. So until I can kind of square yeah. that circle, it, I'm, they, they, they're in my pockets. Um, and speaking of live sports, uh, the other thing I'm watching this week is the NBA Finals. And out here in – so I live in Vegas. We have this interesting nexus of we're able to get four – I think it's four markets for free. We get, we get uh, L.A. stuff, Sacramento stuff. And um, so, so well, actually, I guess, I guess that's two markets, but we get like four basketball teams. We get Clippers, Lakers, mm-hmm. Kings, and the Warriors. And seeing how I'm from Seattle originally, and they stole our beloved Sonics to fucking Oklahoma City. I hate them. Uh, and we're, you know, still messing up the, the whole process of trying to get a stadium to get a team back. This whole thing, don't let me get my soapbox. That'll be a real cul-de-sac. But uh, I decided about three years ago that I was going to adopt the Warriors. I mean, they seem like they're fun, and, you know, I got all the home games for free and stuff, so, yeah, why not? Let me watch the Warriors. And, yeah, it's been quite a ride with Deb Nation, and I've been saying all playoffs, this is a historic team, we're going foe, 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 and we're halfway there on the last foe. What do you think? Are you yeah. are you a basketball fan, Robin? So, I am when they're, when it's finals, I'm not going to lie, I don't watch <laughs> throughout the season. You're um, Easter Christian. <laughs> I, I love going to the sports bars, though. When it's uh, well, you got to think too. For the last several years, I lived here, and the Lakers were were in it. So I kind of yeah. So and I where are you from? DC. I'm from Washington hey. DC. So the hey, Wizards, I'm heading there tomorrow. Heading there tomorrow. It's funny, and I'm headed to Seattle Wednesday. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'll dab up your mom. If you dab up my mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other we're going to the other Washingtons. That's so yeah. cool. Um, so right now, I mean, I am just the best team win. I, I do, I do want to see the Warriors win it. Um, you know, was, you know, LeBron's got his ring. I'm really happy. Yay. Great. I really like to see the Warriors win it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm there for it. I've been talking mad junk on, on Twitter and stuff. Everyone's trying to like get under my skin for some reason. Like, I, I mean, I, I ride for the Warriors, but I don't ride that hard. If this is Sonic yeah. or the Seahawks or any Seattle team, totally different story, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pleased. I like rolling with the winner, too. It's been a very fun last three years. I guess apparently a historic last three years because I guess the the total amount of regular season wins and everything has been like the most in NBA history over a three-year period. So, Warriors, go Dubs! Yeah, I'm all for it. Let's do it. 
Throw it up. So what three things are you watching? Well, I guess you're binge watching everything. Uh, real quick, have you been watching um, Handmaid's Tale? Because this is your Hulu? So, okay, that is, yeah. So, wow. <laughs> Give it to me, mama. Give it to me. Oh, I love me some Handmaid's Tale. So it scares the shit out of me, but I love it. I love it. Okay, I, my, my, my girlfriend put me onto that. We, I, was, I went to get my hair done, and she was like, we're, we're going to watch this while we're doing your hair. Five episodes in. So, first of all, you know that's way too long for somebody to be getting their hair done. <laughs> sounds about right were they braids I mean, this was right <laughs> yeah it was way too long but then when we finally got to that episode, she was like just sit and wait and i'm like i'm going home but what an interesting story like i she kept having to remind me that this is current day right yeah, yeah. not 1920s 30s so i haven't gotten far enough in um to see what's going to happen with with the her what's her name? Offer Offred and uh the captain or whatever. So Commander, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yes. Well, so, I'm caught up. I mean, there's only eight out. They're releasing one one a week, so they, they won't let you binge. But I mean, it's it's cool. It's fine because there's a nice, robust conversation happening each week, you know, on the interwebs, and it's and it's the type of show that you, it's so well done. So I think the thing that's that's that really good and scary about it is that you can actually envision a you know not too far off dy dystopian future that you know just off of what we're living today i mean i mean if you've been paying any attention to the current administration yeah. and sessions and all sorts of crazy i mean it's not outside the i mean you know it's not outside the realm of possibility so that's why i think really kind of freaks me out is that you kind of because you especially when she does the flashbacks to her previous life and then yeah. now and then you see i mean you see stuff like okay that's present day that that could be like tomorrow and then you know you see her in, in her dystopian future and you're like well that still kind of looks like tomorrow just without like all electricity and cell phones and stuff so i don't well, know it's, it's very scary when you when you're already going down a path of telling women what they need to do with their bodies yeah, that's just the extreme, of it, right? That's the the scary part. When they walked into work and said all the women had to be let go, I was like, whoa. Hey, you know, it reminded me. It reminded me of like the 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 healthcare committee that was like all white men, no women, just all men. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. Okay. And 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 the, oh, the the aunts and the Browns. Like I I've been just so like interested in the costuming and the colors and all of that. So what's just great that I. I can go back because I watched that with her and then it's on Hulu. So I'm like, I'm going to go back to seat to episode one mm -hmm. and sit quietly with my wine and watch this so that I can make sure that I didn't miss what I thought I heard them say, is this real? So yeah, I, I've already called a couple of people saying you need to, you need to start watching this because this is crazy. Yeah. This it's could be in 20, 30 years at the rate that people want to push us back. So, no, that's true. Very, very well done, though. Very, very well done. And I mean, like, I can't wait to see each episode, but then I always leave it feeling like, oh, that was great. But God, I feel sad. <laughs> I don't know. That's really that's, that's good. That's good art. I mean, I, I consider anything to be good art when it evokes an honest reaction out of someone. And it really does, you know, I mean, it really makes me, you know, concerned, scared for the future. But also, I really do marvel at the filmmaking. All right. So, what else are you watching, Robin? So my opposite of The Handmaid's Tale is Underground, right? So I binge-watched Underground. Yeah, so it just got canceled, by the way. Right? I know, and, 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 and I, I, I've seen, I saw the social media outcry, and I feel for that show. I've never watched the show because when it debuted, I guess last year or whatever, my slave quota was full. I was saving up 
for Birth of a Nation, I mean, there's only so much slave tale I can take. And that yeah. last year I decided that I was going to go all in on Birth of a Nation. Anything else kind of slavish would be out. I was out. So uh, I'm sure it's great. I've, I've heard great things about it. I couldn't get myself to watch it. I couldn't do it. No, I feel you. And and I I couldn't find it because it took forever, I guess, to come to Hulu anyway. But the perfect thing was when I didn't have anything else to watch. I, I caught up on the, the two seasons. And then as soon as I got to the last episode, I was like, oh, what's the next episode? They were like, it's over. Nope, it's, so, it's a wrap. <laughs> done. Watch honest, Netflix save it, though. Watch Netflix save it. Um, I honestly feel like if Hulu's the only person showing it, they should save it. Ah, uh, well, true. That's a good like point. That, but that's just my, that's like my, my marketing mind working. Like, why would you let Netflix step in when you're the only one that's, that's airing it? Because Hulu well, just started airing it. So, but that's just me being politically correct. About uh, and and that, that's a good point. I mean, who actually, I mean, they do pay for some shows. They did get, save Mindy Project. So you never know. But that's I mean, I, but Netflix is spending six billion with a B dollars on content a year. So, I mean, when, I, when it just comes to like saving a show, my first thought goes to Netflix. And Netflix, they yeah. got pockets for it. Pocket. Yeah. It, that's another show that makes you mad, though. I gotta say. So, what, what's that's, my? Favorite? That's what I, I, like I said. Like my slave quote was full. Like I couldn't do it, but I, I hear you. I feel you. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to think. Do I have a feel good show that? <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. I mean, something. Give us make us laugh about something. Okay. Well, um, we watch Bob's Burgers. <laughs> there you go, Bob's Burgers. I've never seen that show, but I hear really good things. I did. watched it right before I got called in. Like it's, it's silly. <laughs> it's like throw it on. It's it's you know twenty something minutes. And I can be like, oh, that was that was that was cute. <laughs> the new nope. Family Guy, I kind of yes, without the the raunch. Okay, that's good. Don't mind me just killing bugs. They all come out when it's hundred degree heat out here in the desert. My bad. Okay, so yes, that is what we are watching. Yeah. Let's get to our subject of our podcast this evening. It is top five heroines in honor of the woman of wonder. Now, the way the game goes is that there you get nice. You know, see, you know, we, we'll have you back, Robin. I like that. We, we, we here. We here. Um, yeah, so basically, the way the game works is that we're going to pick a, we're going to name a heroine in the movie that she appears in. And we're going to alternate okay. picks. What someone picks that movie slash hero. Well, it can be, <clears throat> actually, I guess I'll, I'll, if what someone picks that movie, the movie's out of play. So okay. I don't know, because sometimes there are like different uh, actors who do the same role, or whatever. You know, we'll we'll keep it flexible on that. We just okay. Well, okay. if you pick a movie, movie's out of play. And so if you if you have like a super obvious, you know, answer whatever, then I'd say you know get it early because if I get it, you can't get it. It gone. It gone. So uh, in the I mean, not to be not to impinge on your sovereignty at all, but in the in the spirit of chivalry, I will let the lady go first. Okay, so I, I think, of course, we're, we, we're not gonna let this lady be involved in this because going forward, we get to say that. But I okay, think- Okay, all right, all right, fine. Wonder Woman's off limits, because it's Wonder, Yeah, that's Wonder fair. Woman's off limits, but I okay, think what got us to a really great, great place to have Wonder Woman had to, had to be Katniss Everdeen from Hunger Games. Oh, Hunger Games. Well, done. all right. So I'm going to bring this up on IMDb. So Hunger Games. All right, good. Well, let, me, let me do my screen share thing. So, yeah, so tell us about Hunger Games. Why, why Hunger Games? It's just patently awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so J-Law, right? So yes. um, 
loved you. I did not. I, I have to tell you, I did not read the Hunger Games. Um, yeah. I, first, I first watched it when it was a movie. But you, I, you do know one of our Spelmanites was in the first Hunger Games. Um, no. Was that, was that Karen was in that? Oh, excellent. Karen okay. was the trainer in the first Hunger Games. Um, so actually one of the reasons that I ran to see it um, opening week. And I liked it. I just thought that this this um, um, bow and arrow wielding girl and all these interesting characters and these, these kids. I thought it was a, just a great story. And of course, eight of them let later. I mean, it was probably four. But, you know, <laughs> it, was four, it, was, yeah. it was many, many of them later in the fire and the this and the that and the, in the wings and the hummingbirds, all of that. Um, I thought that it was a really great heroine story. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. I loved it. I, I loved all of them. I mean, I thought they were all like really, you know, pretty well done. I mean, they did, I mean, there's only I so four of them, so. I, I, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for drop off. You asked me. That was really good. I, I enjoyed them. No, each of them, you, you know, there were a few characters that remained, a few characters that, you know, that, that left. Um, I love the fun characters, right? The the dressing up. I forgot um, the, the actor's name. But it, I just thought that it was a really good movie. And I, I do believe that Hunger Games is the reason that Wonder Woman was finally made. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So I am going to and, – and I and I totally agree with your pick. I, I enjoy that pick. Um I'm going to – oh, man, let's see. I guess, yeah, she'll be a heroine. I'm going to go with the girl in the dragon tattoo, Lizbeth Salander. Ooh. Mm, that's the a girl good with, with the dragon tattoo. That's, that's right. And actually, well, you know what? And, and I'm, I think I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go with the original because, I mean, Rooney, look, Rooney Mara was fine. Like, she, she did fine. I liked their take on it, dual twist with Daniel Craig, whatever. But I'm going to go with the original because even though it was subtitled, I remember seeing it. I think it was in Seattle. I saw it some little, at the little theater uh, down the street and had, like, subtitles and stuff. But I enjoyed it. It was dark and brooding. And she was, like, I mean, she was kind of scary. And then I, I love the fact, like, at the end of at everything, she still found, like, a way to get over. She was, like, planning her next big con. It's like, yeah, I like that. You know, that's that's I the heroine I can believe in. Have you, did you see the the original? I did not. I did not see the original. And a, another, you know, great books I heard, but I, I, I had never read the books. Right. So glad that I saw that movie. I thought, yeah, she, what an excellent job that I thought Rudy did. <clears throat> Yeah, wow. Numi Rapace or Rapace, I think she's like Italian or something. But um, but yeah, and she went on to go star in uh the. Alien movie before this latest one. Uh, what was the Alien? Uh, oh, Prometheus. Duh. She was in Prometheus. She was the Captain Prometheus. And you just kind of see her popping up in different places, you know? I'm going to now, I, I'm going to pull this one up um, and, and see if I can catch it. Okay. <clears throat> I, I love the story. I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. The, the what, two, was it about two or three years ago that it came out. So, yeah. Oh, is, is this your next pick? No, no, I was just saying the girl with the dragon tattoo. I'm putting the new Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Numi, uh, I can't say her name, Rapachi, Rapas, something like that. But yeah, she, she pops up all over the place now. She's, she's in pretty high demand. She's really good. And this is the movie that put her on the map for American audiences because I believe she's already a bit of a deal. Oh, you know, I think she's Swedish. That's what it was. This, this movie was originally from Sweden or Finland. Ah, I get really lost in, the, <laughs> in Scandinavia. So that's my pick. You're up next. Okay, so I've got a, I've, I've got this one, and it's 
it's one of my favorite movies and I thought about it and I said, you know, this this had a really, really good heroine in it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the color purple Miss Seely. Oh okay. The color one of my purple. Favorite movies. Um books. This was a book that I actually read. So that's a book I actually read too. <laughs> and and I I've seen the play and I'm 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 always just inspired by that work. So, you know, <laughs> first of all, Oprah in it is is one piece of it, but but the the Miss Seeley is just an interesting woman, right? She's got this husband and these kids that that she's lost and she still maintains this faith and just fun this whole thing her little relationship with with um sister it just was a, i thought i thought one of the the best movies i saw growing up and even till today i can still sit down and watch that movie and um whoopi's come a long way from the color purple but you know she 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 took on a lot so i think she's a heroine in her own right Yep, totally, and totally got job for the Oscar. The, the, she got the makeup call the next year for Ghost, but we all know that was for Color Purple. I did like Ghost a lot, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to go to the well pretty early, take take this one off the board. Well, actually, maybe, maybe not so much the movie, but definitely uh, this, this actor, we see her all the time <clears throat> playing badasses. And, oh, you know, oh, God, no, actually, I've got two. Okay, you know what? Ooh, damn. Okay, well, I'm only, I can only do one at a time, but I'm yeah. going to take the more obvious one off the board. I'm going Charlize Theron and Mad Max. Gotta do it. Ooh. Mad Max, Fury Road. Was it uh, Imperios? Was it Furiosa Imperio? Or, I, got, I can't even say her name. There you go. Imper, Imperator Furiosa. Damn, she was badass. She, I mean, she was, I mean, people, people were, so this, was, this is how badass she was, was that people, like the fanboys, you know, the little libertarian kids on Reddit were complaining that she was better ass than Mad Max. But yes, yeah, she was, I mean, she was, was. To me, she, she was this movie. She really rocked it. She, she shaved her head. She was ripped up. She was, you know, you know, fairly silent and just blew shit up. I mean, gotta love her, man. She was just. She was, she was really, she really embodied, you know, kind of the soul of this world. Just, I mean, and it was going, it was crazy. People swinging from poles and stuff blowing up and, you know, a nonstop road race. I mean, it was a great movie, but she was probably the greatest thing about it. Mad Max Fury Road. Did you like her in Fast and the Furious? Uh, Furious 7, I'm sorry, whichever, what the... Yeah, Fate, what, of what, Fate of the Furious. There you yeah. go. Yes. Um, yeah, I liked her fine. I mean, I thought she had this, I mean, she was, she was... She was trying. She was, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find the words, but I, I think, I mean, she was fine. Like, I don't, I don't think she was bad. I don't think she was great. I think she did a pretty good job as far as like trying to play a, a slightly more subtle villain. As far as like, yeah. I'm not gonna scream all the time. It's gonna be, yeah. it's gonna do really vile shit. But um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think she, was, I think she was fine. It, it was no, it was no Imperator Furiosa. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. No. Oh, she, that, that was a good one. Um, yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So what you got? So I, I guess I have a sister girl thing going tonight. Okay. Black girl magic. So I can't <laughs> do anything other than Foxy Brown. Pam Greer. Damn it. I was, I was thinking that, but I had to get Mad Max off the board because I knew you were coming. I'm glad you did. <laughs> okay. All right. So do tell Foxy Brown, 1974. Watch out. Right. It, it, like, 
Pam Greer oh, she was, was like, you got to think, Pam, Foxy Brown came out about the same time. I'm sorry, I am a Wonder Woman fan as well. But they came out about the same time, right? The TV show was on in the, in the mid-70s. Look at that pose. Like, yeah, she's getting it. But she was so sexy with that afro. And she kept this character going for years. Like, even now when you still see Pam Greer in, in, in TV and, and on films, you still think about Foxy Brown, right? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Afro and a gun. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, and, and what more do you need? I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, she... Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at, yeah, she's, she's killing it. I mean, for the 70s, she not only does she embody the 70s, but it's like, it's almost like she was the last, I'm going to say the last, but like a, <clears throat> a remaining vestige of like the whole, you know, uh, civil rights, black power movements. I mean, because she's yeah. like, I'm going to be out here with my fro, all shined up, you know, got, got my soul glow going, you know, in plunging necklines, got all my woman, womanness out here, and you just got to deal with it. Look at those shoulders. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, like the black, the black exploitation era, it you know there wasn't the type of embarrassment that that some of our other films have have lended to us. It was an empowering era, and this was the only chick that we had. Now they've got Rebel, right? Um, right. Which I I I've watched like two episodes. I haven't gotten into it yet because again, BT, you gotta wait till they get caught up. Oh, and I've watched about five, and it's it's not bad. I just I, I'm kind of waiting to finish the rest. But yeah, I, I hear Rebel yeah. is interesting. I like I like kind of like their take on it. But yeah, it's still like network TV though. So right, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. So Foxy Brown. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm definitely here for that. But you know, and so I'm gonna go for my next one. I'm gonna go with Jane Smith, aka Angelina Jolie from Mr. and Mrs. Smith, because. Yeah. Interesting. If there was ever, <clears throat> I mean, heroin, villain, assassin, but they're married. They're both assassins, so you can't quite hold it against her. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I had to get Angelina Jolie in some form or fashion because when you think it's kind of like, I mean, leading lady, you know, badass in Hollywood, she's kind of the first person that comes to mind. She really is. So I'm, I'm going with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. What's interesting here is that I you totally forget that Carrie Washington's her handler in there. Carrie Washington is kind of maybe, you know, taking a little notes in the back of her head on how to really, you know, uh, blow some shit up. So I have to go back and watch that now. I mean, I, I did enjoy it. That was a good movie, and um, I'm still an Angelina Jolie too. Yeah, there she goes. Girl. Yeah, look at Carrie. I still like Yeah, there she is. Yeah. Wow, she looks completely different. <laughs> she looks so innocent. <laughs> Relative. Yeah, just like uh, Center Street, I think was the first movie I remember her father. I saw. I remember. Look, I fell for Carrie Washington. I get. A, I look. I get in on on women I love super early because I got in on Carrie Washington with Save the Last Dance. Mm-hmm. That was her. She was Shanice or Chanel or whatever her name was. She was in Save the Last Dance. And I and was it ninety eight? I was hooked ever since then with Sna. Is when I saw that rough cut, Love and Basketball, before it premiered in the theater six months later, and I'm like. Yo, who is she? It was, it was a wrap. It was, it was yeah. Rap. So yeah, uh, but yeah. So Miss, I mean, Jane Smith, just generally Angelina Jolie. I mean, anything she's in, she brings an edge. She's badass. You know, relatively fit. I mean, I guess she's got like this whole like mommy side to her, but they don't come out in her films. I mean, she's out for blood. So yeah. So Miss, so Mrs. Smith, aka Angelina Jolie. I guess it's the movie that, you know, started all the whole, you know, breakup the with Fragilina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So be careful who your co stars are, Robin. Don't don't break up a happy home. <laughs> well, yeah, I get it. 
then they get it too. <laughs> okay, so that is three down. Who's your fourth? Oh boy. So I gotta go with I think what I consider the original of of the shoot 'em ups, and that's gotta be Alien Sigourney Weaver. Oh God! How did I it's like a fastball down the middle. How the hell did I missed that? You know what? All right, we're gonna, we're gonna man. I, I just feel bad for myself right now. All right, Alien Sigourney Weaver, of course. I mean, it almost goes without saying, but discuss. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't. Here's the thing. I was talking to somebody about this recently. If you go back and watch Alien, it's a horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while since I've seen it, yeah. <laughs> it was a great movie then. Again, I guess, again, I'm an 80s child, right? So right. all of these 70s movies are the ones that I watched over and over again as a kid. And I just look at that picture. Like, it's badass, I, yeah. Like, you, you don't see very many images of women, especially then, you see images of women like that, right? right. So her in battling in space, you know, you you had the um, uh, the one character in Star Trek. Like you didn't, you just didn't have women who were toting big guns and uh, you know making it look good. So I here's my thing. Yeah, Alien was a disgusting movie with some weird stuff, <laughs> but it was it yeah. was it was a great and it was also Alien was kind of the first. It was an alternative horror movie, right? Because it wasn't a real horror movie. It was a gory movie with a, a, a story, not like, you know, Friday the 13th and things like that. So I, I just, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Alien, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I've kind of, I mean, I remember seeing it, I think I've seen it a couple times. I kind of put out my mind because of exactly what you said. It was really gory and gross. But yeah, that's the one that started it all. I'm, Aliens, or Aliens, the, the sequel, of course, classic, mm -hmm. James Cameron, what have you. That's where I really kind of got on board. And Alien 3 was okay. Fincher, though, still David Fincher, he's doing some interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then. So yeah, it's an excellent pick. My next one will be, and I'll choose the second movie. I'm going Terminator 2, Sarah Connor. Sarah okay. Connor, Linda okay. Hamilton, ripped, shredded to within an inch of her life, out to save the future by, you know, in, in the past. I mean, Sarah Connor, I mean, and I mean, battling these, these morphing crazy uh people but she was actually or actually no i guess no i guess she was more in the first one i guess she was more terminator because i guess you see her more in the first one that's one where she's really ready yeah. yeah i mean yeah. She, yeah she's got some shine in there but it's, it's mostly the, the first one where she's getting the tank top with arms out really badass um oh my God. there's papa pope yeah look at look at joe board look how <laughs> before he start before he started stopped uh before he got into the, the shot land it's so thin. He's got that mole, yeah. He, he looks scary at all right there. <laughs> yeah, so, so Terminator 2, Sarah Connor, bit of an icon. And even to the point, I mean, the character itself. So when they had, like, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, I was that guy who watched um, – uh, I, I watched that show on uh, Fox, and that actually had uh, – what's her face? Uh, the woman who plays Cersei now in, in Game of Thrones. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, Lena Headey. Lena Headey, she's her Headley, Headey. Lena Headey, she's the one who plays Cersei in Game of Thrones. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I don't. <gasps> I know. Okay, well, well, you have something new to binge. Sixty episodes. I, you got six weeks. You can do it. I will. Weeks. It's on. It's on the list of okay. I better watch. My aunt watches it. 
one. So I need to. I do need to watch it. It's just one of the ones I didn't get into. It, it's a real thing. It's it's so good. I, I actually recently uh, introduced a newbie to the to the Game of Thrones verse or whatever, and she uh and she just fell in love with them. And we watched all sixty, <laughs> and the mythology, wow. the depth of it is so crazy. I'm actually listening to a podcast now called Binge Mode, and the first show they're binging on is Game of Thrones. They're they're doing an episode for each of the sixty episodes, and they're dropping a season's worth at a time every Monday until the season seven premiere on July sixteenth. Wow. So. Yeah, it's it's built for binging because you one episode and you're like, okay, I gotta get the next one, and you'll ever and you'll wonder how we ever sat oh, like six days, six and a half days in between episodes because this shit is just it's it's like that. You'll 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 I like think it'll, it. It'll be a good one to binge, from what I've heard. It's just like I like I didn't watch Son of, Sons of Anarchy until it went off, and I think I finished it in two weeks. Yeah, it's yeah, that's excellent too. That's that's in my top five shows of all time. But that's a different podcast. We've done that podcast, Sorry. but I do love that show. That is uh, that is really good. <clears throat> okay, so what's your next one? Who you got? Okay, so I really love oh, your last uh, one. Sorry, this is your fifth one. Yeah, your last one. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I'm like, man, if I gotta, if, if you, but you, I think we did good because you didn't, you didn't really take anything from me. Our list is, our lists are different. So a little bit, um, just Foxy so Brown though. That was I think that be this first. fifth one then. Mm. So, a, a part of me wants to stick to the to the superhero theme that we started with because I have a okay. couple of those okay. on my list. But I'm gonna pick an oldie because I like these old movies, older. Okay. Carrie Ann Moss, Trinity from the. Main oh, good one, good one. Yeah, I was I was thinking her too. All that right. That black suit, like that that she was sleek, the hair. The Matrix. Yeah. You're, you're choosing the Matrix, right? Or do you want Matrix Reloaded? Or no, I want the Matrix. Okay, yeah, she's, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's she. I mean, she was badass. She was fit. She was flexible. She was fighting. She was in, in charge. She was, you know, trying to save yeah. the future. Oh man, she. Oh yeah, it's that was a man. Such a great movie. Such a good yeah. movie. I mean, and actually, people people rag on like the last two. The third one's a bit of a mess, but the second one I thought was really was really fun, especially the whole uh, se- a sequence on the Oakland freeway or whatever was just was just bananas with like, I mean, the fighting on like they're running on top of these trucks and shooting and it's just it was bananas. But yeah, it, the original does hold up still. It's classic. Oh, I guess these are all storyboards. That's interesting. I know. I was like, where where oh, there I'm she goes. her? Where's Carrie Ann? <laughs> I, I just passed her. There she goes. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. And you know she's still kind of badass. She's in uh she's part of the the Marvel TV universe now with um I did see her show up on one I mean, Marvel's got like 80 shows right now. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they showed her like she, she like she plays the same character like a lawyer throughout, but uh we last saw her in Iron Fist, which I am struggling to finish, but I'll get there because the Defenders comes out in I think July. So I will, I will I will get there. It's just Iron Fist is, is, is no bueno. <laughs> no bueno. Okay. Um, okay, so I will, man, okay, so, hmm. I was torn. We have to do some honorable mentions, but um, I was torn. Uh, but, I mean, I, I guess I have to go, I mean, you know, it. this one kind of seems obvious, too, but I'm going I'm to go with, you know, Beatrix Kiddo, uh, Kill Bill, both volumes. Wow, look at that. Yeah. yeah that's a good I mean, one. Who kicks more ass than than Uma in this film? I mean, shit, she's. I mean, it's all swords and like the stage combat in this movie is off the chain, and 
And I mean, it's it's it, it is stylistic and also I mean, look, they're doing they're you know, fighting samurai swords, but her but her her wardrobe, her tenacity. I mean, this girl takes a licking and keeps on kicking. So yeah, I'm 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 there for that. And with her, it's like, you know, I mean, it's not every day you see a six foot blonde coming at you with like a samurai sword. I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. You're gonna run and hide like a little bitch. You're gonna run. <laughs> yeah, no, Kill Bill was good. I I enjoyed I enjoyed that. So that's a good pick. Yeah, and, and honorable mention to you know the queen Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. I mean, yes, that it, is that was Princess Leia was on my list. Doing it back in the seventies, man. I mean, you know, with, yeah. with, with the cinnamon buns, and then of course I liked her best probably in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it's just, uh, it's it is one of, like the top ten, if not top five films of all time. But in Empire Strikes Back, I mean, she's the, I mean besides the obvious chemistry she had with Harrison Ford, I mean, it was just I mean the way that she I mean she carried herself like. A princess, like she, you know, she and, and she led troops, and she didn't take any shit from Han Solo. She gave as good as she got, but yet she was vulnerable. It's sweet. I mean, it's it really is one of the one of the the, the best characters just overall, especially heroines we've had in cinema history. I mean, Princess Leia was was something else. I mean, and who, what little girl or didn't want to be Princess Leia? Those little yeah. like it's yeah, and yeah. So that one was on my list as well. Um, yeah, I, I could have said it. So honorable mention, I think, is apropos, especially with her passing. This is that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she gets That's the the in memoriam on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. So so Carrie Fisher, the queen, the god, the princess. Well done. And as I scramble to my soundboard, there we go. <laughs> Me and this damn soundboard. Okay, so we are at the part of the podcast where I explain to our newbies what cinema draft is. All, All right. right. So, and as a new, as a new player, I saw your sign up. Thanks a lot, Robin. Appreciate <laughs> it. We'll take, maybe we'll go through a call sheet with you. Um, and yeah. basically it is the fancy sports version of the movies. Instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies and the way their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points for your call sheet or your lineup of actors against other people for fun and prizes. You draft 10 actors, no more, no less, who are assigned a dollar value salary. You have 100K in a budget to fit them all in onto your call sheet. And you must draft at least one actor from the three release types of movies. We have wide release, which is on 2,000 screens and up. We have limited release, which is 501 to 1,999 screens. And then platform release, which is 500 screens and below. And once you have, and once you get all those guys on in, under budget, you also want to pay attention to make sure you get a headliner. And there are two headliners per film, and their points are worth 40% more. So, for example, in Suicide Squad, if it earned $100 million over a weekend and you get one point per million per actor in wide release, then Margot Robbie would get 100 points, while Will Smith would get 140. See, it's math. It's free to our game is free to play. We have over two hundred dollars in prizes this week, plus a twenty-five dollar bonus to the call sheet of the week. And actually, this week the call sheet of the week, uh, or the the previous week, the call sheet of the week was yours truly. Thank you, thank you, huzzah, huzzah. And so now we will roll over last week's twenty-five dollar bonus in next week because you must, if to win the call sheet of the week, you have must have the highest scoring call sheet and beat my sheet as well. Since nobody beat my sheet. We will roll over the bonus to next week, and hopefully somebody will win $50. If not, it will roll over and roll over and roll over until somebody eventually wins. Okay. Oh, and also, and you know, not to not to you know pop my own collar, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, we 
broke our, our previous champion, Ring Balls 22. Ring Balls, sorry, but you almost set the record. You're going, you're, you tied the record of three call sheets of the week in a row and with me, I guess. And I broke your record, so come back strong next week. I'll, I'll give you. I'll cut you some slack. You're on vacation, so you didn't have your normal intel. Look forward to seeing you back in the game this week. Coming back to start a new streak. Okay. So uh, also, our beta testing is open and live. Come check us out. Games start 10 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. Theater lock, where we lock in the theater, the theater counts and the release types for the run of our game, happens at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. So make sure you double check your call sheets after selecting your actors okay so we are going to bring up this talent pool i'm going to go to screen share okay and the first part of the shot list which is what we call this segment is the a list and these are definitely some act these these are must-have actors for your call sheet or building your strategy around okay so so we have some new entrants this week we actually have five new films in our talent pool this week uh, my cousin, Ra or actually four new films: My cousin Rachel, Megan Levy, It Comes at Night, and Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Now, The Mummy's tracking is all over the place, but uh, it is Tom Cruise. He does have, you know, he does have a reliable cohort of people who come out to see his stuff. So, uh, I would, so in, of The Mummy, I would probably go with Sophia Butella. She's the cheaper of the two headliners at about, oh wow, twenty five hundred cheaper. I guess I almost forgot what I what I. Uh, Give her a salary, but uh, I think it's going to do about forty to forty-five million. So there could be some decent value there at twenty-one million uh, in wide release. You're also going to want to probably pair her with a headliner from Wonder Woman because this movie's doing gangbusters. I mean, it, it's steep. You know, you probably want to. The irony is that in Wonder Woman, you're probably going to want to have Chris Pine <laughs> as your headliner because he's cheaper. You know, it sucks. You kind of you want to honor the the lead actor with you know the with the appropriate valuation, so he's gonna be slightly higher. But Chris Pine's cheaper, so you might want to go with Chris Pine. He's the cheaper of the two headliners and Wonder Woman at twenty six thousand. And even if it, I wouldn't be surprised, this movie holds sixty five to seventy percent of its box office. I mean, people are buzzing about this movie. They're seeing it over and over again. I saw it twice last weekend. I mean, yeah, yeah. Are you? Is it something you're gonna see again? Possibly. You know, I think so. I was, I just, I was just having this discussion with my husband because I said I can't remember the last time I saw any movie twice in the movie theater. Mm. Um, but this is one I could definitely see going. I can see doing it again because there, I'm sure there were things I missed. Right? There right. were, you know, scenes or, or pivot pivotal points in the movie. So yeah, if there's a girlfriend who wants to go see it with me in the middle of the day or something like that, where or in another city, you got, you know, because I'm I'm gonna be traveling all this month. So yeah, I may just pop oh. in and drag some people to go with me. Yeah, there you go. Get 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 your wonder on. Yeah. <laughs> and and so yeah, so it's even if it, I mean, even if it drops fifty percent off of its Bafo one hundred three million dollar opening, you're still looking at at over fifty million. I would say I would I wouldn't I'd be surprised if this thing does less than sixty million this weekend. And so you're definitely gonna need uh, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot Gadot if you can afford her. <laughs> that, that's really messing me up, the whole Gal Gadot thing. Uh, <laughs> find out as soon as we go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yes, and, and, and once again, Sophia Boutel, The Mummy, because the, the whole deluge of marketing, the beginning of Universal's stab at a franchise, and not at, at an expanded universe, the whole dark universe thing. I mean, people might check it out out of curiosity. I would say that this is the quote-unquote official 
cinema draft post lock movie of the week. But I'll be traveling, and by the time our our game locks, it'll actually be 1 p.m. Eastern. So I don't know if they'll have a showing of the mummy that late. So I'll probably have to catch it uh, the next morning. Uh, so what else? Oh, co-starring. Now these are some values you want to look out for this weekend for your call sheet. My cousin Rachel's kind of interesting. Uh, it is at a very precarious position uh, as far as the estimate is exactly 500 screens. I'm pretty sure it'll go either up or down. But if it is exactly at 500 screens, that it still qualifies for platform release, and I am all over it. It is priced accordingly, 8100 for Sam Claflin, the cheaper of the two headliners, Rachel Weiss at 8500 And, I mean, it's a numbers game. I mean, if you, even if it does only $1,000 per screen, that's still $500,000 and, and a good solid five points or probably seven and a half for your headliner. So, I mean... It's if it stays platform, I am all over my cousin Rachel. It's stackable. It starts at seventy five hundred, going all the way up to only eighty five hundred. You're gonna have you're gonna have to do a stars and scrub strategy this week by getting you know headliners from you know the Mummy and uh, Wonder Woman. So you need to get some value somewhere. And if this if this holds, if this stays platform or under, this is your movie, my cousin Rachel. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Megan Levy's interesting. Now, I did price it up uh, at 11300 for Ramon Rodriguez, the cheaper of the two headliners, Kate Mara of House of Cards fame, uh, and also part of the, I guess, the, the, the Mara sisters, whatever, Rooney Mara is her sister, the one who is in the American version of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Anyways, uh, it's, uh, it's got, it hits all those kind of, you know, uh, sweet spots, pleasure centers for uh, the mass market. It's got dogs. It's got the military. It's got a plucky female heroine. Well, female heroines were done. Sorry. It's got a plucky heroine. <laughs> and um, if it's going to be, I'm guessing it's going to be limited. I haven't been able to find out any screen count numbers on it. I'm guessing it's limited release. And if it is limited release, you know, between, you know, 2,000 and 500 screens, then it's the only one I want. I mean, and, and it's priced up accordingly. It's it's by far going to do the most damage on a limited release if it does. I don't see it opening wide. I don't, I'm not sure if, or, or if I was running a studio, I wouldn't open it on 2,000 screens. Map. I would keep it, you know, 15, 1,600 tops. Uh, but I'm guessing a thousand, you know, maybe we'll start small platform up. It's definitely showing out here in Las Vegas, which means it is going to probably be better than a platform release. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Megan Levy, 11,300 for Ramon Rodriguez. And, uh, and that is co-starring. Now the cutting room floor each week, we must have something left behind. Uh, these, these films weren't cut for time. They were cut because they've had their run and it was a very short run. Snatched. <laughs> Got lived up to its name. Got is about to get snatched out of this here talent pool. Uh, it never quite lived up to the promise of its casting. I'm still curious. I still haven't seen it. I thought I was going to be able to see it at the drive-in this weekend. It wasn't playing. That's how how quickly they're snatching it off screens. It's like only in its fourth week. But uh, snatch is. I mean, it's just it's empty calories at this point. It's in a in a no man's land limited. It did about 1.3 million last weekend, which at limited release, which is one point for every 500,000 in box office, you're only getting like two or three points. So it's like, what's the point? So, you know, buy Snatch. If anyone puts this on their call sheet for anything less than just punting a release type category and trying to save uh, salary, save budget, then I don't know exactly what you're doing. So <laughs> get rid of Snatch. And Fate of the Furious, which we've loved. Yeah, Fate of the Furious, I mean, it's it's been out here forever. 
It's had a good run. It's stumbling in a platform release, most likely. I mean, there's not much value there to it. And as we've already stated before, the platform release movie you want this week is going to be My Cousin Rachel. Sorry, brain fart there. Okay, so Robin, has, this is a whole new universe for you. How does it feel yeah, to be part yeah. of of cinema draft. So do so you have any, any questions? Do you, you want to go over a call sheet real quick? I mean, I, yeah, let's, let's, let's throw up a call sheet real quick. Let us, let me get into the game. Actually, let me screen share and show okay. you some, some tips and tricks real quick on how to get around in the game. So this is our, here we go. We'll go sign in and see our upcoming, or actually, am I already up in here? Hold on. Oh, there I am. I'm already in here. So there we go. So go to our contest. This is what's upcoming. Feature presentations, where all the money's at. And like I said, right now, because we have such a uh, such a, a small but growing player base, the prizes are modest, but you can win 46.50 or 46.25, first place in the feature presentation. And these are the players who have already signed up early, like myself, trying to keep my spot. <laughs> yeah, I got to get there early, especially for the background talent. That one tends to sell out even before... Uh, game day. So if you want to, you know, play for smaller stakes with a smaller field, definitely check out the background talent. We cap it at ten. Uh, so yeah, so so this is your talent pool. Uh, you can you can type in your search for the movies you want. Let's say Wonder Woman. You can click on the title to go to what we call the movie detail, and so you get a little, little bit of description. Uh, you get an idea of the theater count over here what release type it is, it's wide release, what week it will be, and by the time the game starts, you should probably switch into week one. And from here, you can add people to your call sheet just by clicking Add to Call Sheet. We uh -huh. have, yeah, we have the, the purple highlighted ones are your headliners with the star also. That's how you know they're headliners. So just your know, rule of thumb, if wherever possible, if you can afford it, you want to get headliners over non-headliners because of that 40% bonus. And... And yeah, oh wow, Florence. Oh yeah, she was uh, in the Senate over on uh, Florence Kasumba. I think she might be in Black Panther too. Is that allowed? DC and Marvel, you know, getting dual paychecks like that? I don't know. But I, I remember seeing her listed in the cast for uh, Black Panther, so she's probably gonna be fierce. <laughs> That's awesome. No, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, get your money, girl. Get your yeah, money. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so this is my temporary call sheet, which actually is invalid. So let us clean it up. Uh, and so I'll just kind of delete these. So this is an easy way to kind of delete people off your call sheet, the little negative button over there. And just this, and this is a sample one, you know, just, I'll go over some, some light strategy with you. But as I mentioned, this is probably going to be more of a stars and scrubs type week. I tend to really lock in on a strategy after Wednesday because that's when Box Office Pro comes out with their – uh, with their projections for the weekend. And I, t and I include those in the newsletter, too. You'll start getting the newsletter on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, with some helpful hints and, and tips on how to play the game, what have you. And we always have a link to the Box Office Pro projections inside there. Uh, so, yeah, so I think you want to start with a Wonder Woman-type movie. So we'll get Chris Pine, Chief of the Two Headliners. And then also, let's try The Mummy. Let's see how much mummy we can get. Ooh, not much. Uh, okay, so we'll get Sophia. Sorry, Tom, you're too expensive. So now, 58, let's, well, let's see if we can get Tom in there. Ooh, okay, now it's dices. Now we're basically, now we can only average about five grand per flick. Can, is this even possible? Let's see if it's possible. Hold up. So here, so now we can sort by salary. So let's go from lowest to, to, to highest. 
There we go. All right, so ooh, slim pickings, huh? Um, there's no room for error either. We can only do about 5,000 each with seven slots. Yeah, and we can't make it because we need at least one limited release uh, type actor. And the cheapest limited release actor is Joan Cusack at 5,400. And at 35,000, that would put us over. So, so yep, can't get – sorry, Tom, got to sit. But what I think we can do – let's do this. Let's get a, a non-headliner from Wonder Woman. We might be able to afford that. Nope, we can't. That's 25000 Damn. Yeah. Damn, this game is tough. Damn, we did too, too good of a job setting these prices. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's see, let's see about the mummy. Maybe we get someone cheap for the, uh, cheaper on the mummy. There we go. Twenty grand. There we go. All right. Now we're, now we're cooking. So then, then we can kind of scrub out the rest of our call sheet. Let's go with – let's see – how about boss oh, baby's on his hind legs? Maybe wedding plan, get a couple headliners there. Let's go. How much is left? 26. All right, we got a little wiggle room. Mm. I don't think we can afford the one I really wanted limited. Let's try it comes at night. Not, you never know with some of these horror movies. I don't have a screen count really on it. I'm guessing it's going to be limited release. Yeah, let's do it comes at night. How many yogos in there? Ooh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she was just in a Alien. Um, uh, Covenant. So, I like so glad, yeah, I like her too. Glad to see you're getting her coins. So, yeah, so we'll get Riley Keough. Cheaper than two headliners. Uh, might be able to afford some of these nondescript actors. Hey, let's see. Let's see how much we have left. Okay. Ah, damn it. Okay, we can't afford all that. <laughs> okay, so scrap chase, Juliet. All right. Oh man, this is tough. One, two, three. Hold on, let me let me refresh. This can't be the right score, the right budget. Or am I already over? Nope, that's the right budget. Damn. Okay, well, so I guess we can't do two mummies. We tried. It was too hard. <laughs> it was too hard. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm a, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna stock up on it comes at night for for purpose of this call sheet. Okay. Because you know, the thing about horror movies, too, that I've found out in playing this game over the uh, past couple years is that horror movies as a genre does really well out the box. So that first weekend, if you want any of that of a horror movie, you want to jump on it. All right, so 11600 left. That's pretty good. Actually, we can also – that gives enough money for uh, – what was the one, Rachel Weiss? Actually, let's look at Rachel. There we go. Boom, 3100 left over. Okay, we can actually probably squeeze in – both headliners. There we go. Boom. Click submit. Wait a few seconds. Get the confirmation. And there, in the game. That's how it's done, girlfriend. That's how it's done. I will definitely be doing some studying. To make right. <laughs> well, and, and in case in case you're wondering, we have some help, some helpful stuff over in the rule the journal rule section. How to play. You have like the how to draft a call sheet quick tutorial. Uh, we also have uh, a link on our landing page, cinemadraft.co, with all with links to all of our stuff. I mean, you can find a lot of information on our Facebook page. Also, uh, also on our YouTube channel, you can subscribe. We have uh, we have our our playlists. 
our, our two major playlists are the tutorial section right here. The okay. quick start guide only takes a couple minutes. If you want, you know, more in-depth strategy, there's an 18-minute basic strategy guide, which goes over some of the stuff I was talking about before, stacking, getting your headliners in, stars and scrubs, those different types of strategies. You know, so if you really want to win, probably want to, want to you know, uh, give about you know 15 20 minutes of your time over the basic strategy guide and so yes we got everything you need to get started just you know click around have fun enjoy yourself it's a celebration bitches enjoy yourselves so there you go um, yeah all right and so I guess I guess it is time to bring this in for a bit of a landing oh our over under poll that's right let's, let's not forget our over under poll so last week our over under was of course Wonder Woman, and we and we posted to our Twitter account at Play Cinema Draft. The question was: Was Wonder Woman going to make a hundred million over under? I went with the over because I truly believed, although tracking has been all over the place, but it delivered one hundred three point two five million. Way to go, Wonder Woman and Warner Brothers in DC, not Zack Snyder. <laughs> Way to go, y'all! Eighty nine percent picked it as well over 100 million so well done everybody wisdom of the crowds this week oh, oh, this week our over under is the mummy i'm pegging it the over under at 40 million this week what do you think robin dion over under 40 million for the mummy this weekend over 40 million there you go it's tom cruise still uh, you took the words right out of my mouth it is still, <laughs> tom, still tom cruise still tom cruise oh yeah i'll oh, speak of tom cruise quick cultural cul-de-sac did you see the trailer that dropped today for American Made? No. So uh, have you have you seen the show on Netflix called Narcos? I have not, but I know what it's about. And I, that's okay. Imagine if Narcos got the big screen treatment with Tom Cruise at the center, and that's basically the trailer of American Made. It's Doug Liman directing him again. It looks hot as shit. I can't wait. I'm so excited. It look. I mean, it, it looks like Narcos on the big screen. And Narcos is awesome. I can't wait for Narcos to come back in like September or whenever it usually comes out. But yeah, it's like Narcos on the big screen. It's actually based on a real life story of a drug trafficker named Barry Seal who was doing it for the CIA. And so, you know, so we were talking like 70s hairstyles, prop planes, or, eight, or early 80s hairstyles, all sort of stuff. I can't wait. It's probably, the, it's probably the movie that Blow should have been. I know people love Blow and Johnny Depp, but I thought it was all right. This looks like this could out Blow, Blow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, go go find the trailer if you can. It's out there. I think I tweeted it earlier this morning or the Cinema okay. Draft at Place Cinema Draft account on uh, on Twitter. Definitely tweeted it. So American Made looks it. like it's gonna be gonna be hot. And and, and to... yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was trying to pull up Justice League's um, trailer. I couldn't play it, so I might have oh. to find it or something. So okay, yeah, that that it's looks out this summer. It is, or is it coming up this summer? I think so. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I was. I thought it was through. November, but you might be right. It, it seemed maybe maybe it's a July movie. I don't know. Maybe it is fall though, but it's coming out this year. So, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, over forty. That's okay, there we go. Over forty, and so where can you find Cinema Draft? Well, one, you're already here. Subscribe, comment, like, you know. Uh, share with your friends uh, and subscribe to iTunes or wherever you get your fine podcast programming. Also, we are available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Medium, some version of Cinema Draft involved all that. Uh, at Medium's our corporate blog. It's medium.com slash at, uh, sorry, medium.com slash at Cinema Draft. 
Hell, we even have a Pinterest board. Come visit our Pinterest board. Give that some love. Uh, <laughs> might as well. Um, and also make sure that you check out our game. We are running, as I mentioned before, live on Thursday at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Theater Lock, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure you double check your call sheet afterwards. $200 of prizes this weekend with a $50 bonus going to anyone who can beat my sheet. And I just want to give a – oh, and also the, the results are usually posted sometime Monday evening. Hopefully, I will not be hand scoring again like I did tonight. Ah, that was terrible. Okay, so yeah, so definitely pay attention to that and check your mailbox for when the game finalizes Monday evenings. All right, Robin, thank you so much for coming out. Give yourself a hand. Our resident Wonder Woman, I love the props. I appreciate it. And yeah, there you I was, I was like a good pan down. <laughs> and yes, plug your ish. What you got going on? Anything you want to plug or promote? Oh my gosh. Uh, no, not really. I just, just, the summer has started and I am just doing a little bit of traveling. Not a little bit, a lot of it traveling. I'm in a different city every week uh, for the next couple of months. So I am, yeah. So I as I get to watch a lot of um, shows on the plane, so that's how I get caught up on a lot of things because um, they have a lot of net, of shows on there. So this has been great. I am very glad you invited me. I'm glad I got oh well, good. Well, we'd love to have you back again since we are so of like mind. And you're going to my fair city, the lovely 206, Seattle, Washington. Where they got you staying down there, uh, Robin? Well, I stay out in uh, uh, Bellevue, Issaquah area. Oh, you know, we we just got a Chick-fil-A like two years ago. So there's a Chick-fil-A over there in Bellevue, downtown Bellevue. Is if that's it? your thing. If that's your thing, yeah. Well, yeah, I probably would not. I, I When I go to Seattle, it's all about seafood. There, that's true. And it's of course, all I, about I, seafood. Yeah, I, I place market, all that stuff. Every day that I'm in Seattle because I can't get it as good here in California, which is strange since I do live on the water, but interesting. <laughs> But Seattle has the best seafood, like the for the for the West Coast. No, yeah, see, we are known for seafood. You know, def definitely indulge. Um, and if you're if you're feeling fancy, you want to go out for some really good seafood that night. I highly recommend Palisade under Magnolia Bluff, right on the water, 180 degree view of Ooh. of the Sound and and Seattle and stuff. If you can expense it, I say yeah, go for so it. Wait a minute, hang on. Let me write it down. That's right, Palisade. Okay. It is, oh man, I took my uh, my senior prom date there, uh, and, and she said that the <laughs> not to out her, but it's all right. It's been twenty years, twenty five years. Uh, she said that the that it wasn't oysters. It was whatever seafood she had. She said it was orgasmic. So yeah, if you want, uh, if you want to, when Harry met Sally moment, that's where I'll be. <laughs> Palisade on Magnolia Bluff. No, they're not a sponsor of this podcast, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. And I, I did. Will... I did sneak and look. It is Gadot, and I believe it's Gal Gadot. It's not Gal. Gal Gadot. Man, I've been butchering her name. But you know what? Yeah, you know it, it's fine. Gal Gadot. Well done. Kudos, our Wonder Woman. Thank you for looking that up. That was gonna bedevil me all night. And now oh, you've also me. educated our users as well. You've educated our, our our players as well. So that's good stuff. And so, so I really appreciate you hanging out with us for this hour. Hopefully we'll have you back sometime soon. And everybody, it's the weekend, almost. You know what to do. Go see a movie or something.